0: So we know it's a group of people who control and make decisions for a country or state. We establish in Romans 13 that um, the government is ordained by God. The the authorities are ordained by God. This is what God has set up. These are the positions that he has set up. And being that he has set up these positions, we want to um, reverence what God has set up. We might not like who... Um, is put in these positions and the ones that are put in these positions is based upon voting and we're going to get through other um, things like the church and dealing with families. But we have to understand that this is orchestrated by God. So we honor those positions. That means that we honor them because they were established by God. Amen. So we want to make sure we as believers we do things unto the Lord and not unto man. It does not matter who you work for. You want to make sure you honor God. You're not looking at that man as God, but you're looking at that position that that man or woman holds. And we honor that position because God has, you know, created that position. He has created the government the way he wanted it to be. We have learned that the reason why he has created the government the way he wanted to be because if we did not have laws of the land, there would be chaos. There would be a lot of things going on that should not be going on. We know with the police officers, you know, if there were not stop signs, if there were not stop lights, if there were not um, things pertaining to laws dealing with um, lawlessness, dealing with drugs, dealing with murder, dealing with prostitution, laws had to be set up. Why? Because if they were not set up, people think that they can do anything in any kind of way. So we want to make sure that we honor what's being set up because it was ordained by God. And when we go outside of the law, and this is what we got to understand Romans 13 is talking about, then we get punished for it. Because if you murder... Some people who murder, they die for murdering people. That's the law. And that's why these laws are set up to let you know you don't take no one else's life. This is why God go back into um, Genesis, the ninth chapter, when he was telling Noah, when they were the only family upon the earth, after everything else was done away with, he told Noah, he said, it's not going to be blood for blood. Because if it is, this is what's going to happen. So we have to understand that God set these laws up for a reason. People say, I don't believe in capital punishment. It's a law. And if that law is upon the land, don't kill nobody. Point blank. We can't kill people and think we're going to get away with it and say, well, I don't think it's fair for people to die because they killed somebody. That's why God is a forgiving God. That's why you need to know where you're going. It is our job to... Give the gospel, the good news, so we can live by what we believe, which is the word of God. But laws are set up for us to follow when we are upon this land. This is why that police officers say, if you run a stop sign, you know how you go get your license, they tell you what happens when these things happen. When you get in an accident, if it's your fault, guess what? You got to have insurance. Why? You got to pay for that accident. If you don't pay for that accident and somebody died in that accident, guess what? You going to jail for what? Murder, death by vehicle. It's a law. So we know what these laws are. Are we saying this is not right? This is set up the way it needs to be set up to let us know what's right and what is wrong. So we Christians need to stop saying it is not fair. We need to do what God tell us to do, and we will not have a punishment from that law. Is that not right? Anything that we say is not right, we honor God. We honor what God has set up. So we need to have laws, and He's reminding me of this. Um, back under the Old Testament, when Moses went away, the children began to play. <laughs> Did they not? This is what happens. And God has set up his commandments, did he not? They were not willing to follow those commandments, so they had to suffer the penalty from not following what God told them, which some of them died, did they not? Because God already set it out. If you do this, this is what's going to happen to you. So they knew what was going to be the consequences, but they chose to do it what? Anyway, you go all through the Bible when he told them, when you go in these lands, God had a way Of doing things he said they're doing something something opposite of what I'm setting up but I want you to follow my laws and my commands that way you won't go outside of what everybody else is doing they refused to do it some of them some of them died didn't they so this is what we understand laws are set up for us to follow so we don't have to go through the punishment based on those laws and I think all of us understand that and people that are in office some of us don't like who's in office, but people voted them in the office. You may not like the man or woman, but you honor that position because it's set up by God. It is set up by God. We voted them in, people vote them out. But that position is still there if nobody's in that seat. <laughs> you understand that it is set up by God. Ain't no black thing, ain't no white thing. Ain't no Democrat thing. Ain't no Republican thing. God didn't look at it that way when he orchestrated. Man did this. Because if you go back to the beginning, y'all, if you read the Bible, it tells you that when Samuel, when God said they don't need a king, they want to do like everybody else wanted to do. But God said, okay, we're going to give them what they want. But by giving you what you want, let me tell you what's getting ready to happen. This is what you got to be up under. This is what you got to abide by. Go through the the Bible when it talked about those kings. You know why God brought those kings in on the Israelites? Because they wouldn't obey God. They wouldn't obey what God told them. So God said, okay, I'm going to bring in somebody. You're going to have to be up under this person. And then you're going to understand because you disobeyed me and the way I wanted things done. Now you got to go through the consequences. Guess what these people were doing? Oh, God, forgive me, God. They didn't want to go through it then, right? Because see, that king was putting it on them. That's why when they were in Egypt, they went through in Egypt. They were up under Pharaoh. But God said, no, that's not the way I want it to be. I want to bring you up under my way of doing things. So they even had to go through with with the Pharaoh. But when they come out, they still wasn't satisfied. They still was looking at the way Pharaoh was doing things because that's what they were subject to. God said, I'm going to show you my way of doing things. I'm going to show you that I'm your provision. But see, this is what we do as spiritual people. We have to look to him. Who's the author and finisher of our faith? Regardless of what they're doing down here or what they're trying to do to us, when we know who we are in him, we still honor the person that's in that position. And we begin to pray and intercede on their behalf and quit talking against them and begin to pray as the Holy Spirit lead us to pray. Y'all, this is just getting too good because I'm going to tell you, the more I go in here and I begin to study these scriptures and hear what the Spirit is saying, come on, it's repenting time. Because some of us still are not honoring those that are in authority. We're not. And this, and when you don't honor those in authority, you're not honoring God. Because God say you're supposed to submit. You're supposed to yield to those that are in authority. So if you buck against me, you buck against your boss, you buck, buck against any leader that God has put in position, that position, they're in that position, then you are bucking against God. It's all there in Romans 13. We Christians, we do this, and don't even realize that we're doing it. And the reason why we don't realize it, because we're not in the word enough to know what the word of God is saying. When you know what the word of God is saying, you're going to do good in the midst of evil. You're supposed to be different. You don't supposed to be doing what the world is doing. You may not like what they say to you. You may not like that they're telling you to work overtime and the other person ain't working overtime. But you humble yourself to that one that's in authority. And that's what we have to do. I'm going to add one more scripture on before I go to the next um, thing that I want to teach on dealing with the government. Um, 1 Timothy 1, verses 9 through 10. I guess y'all say she keep adding to it. 1 Timothy 1, verse 9 through verse 10. I'm reading out this expanded Bible. It says, we also know or recognize this, that the law is not made, intended, laid down for good people. The just, the righteous person, but for those who are against the law, lawbreakers, lawless. And for those who refuse to follow it, rebels, criminals. It is for people who are against God, godless, ungodly, and are sinful, who are unholy and ungodly, who kill their fathers and mothers, who murder, who take part in sexual sins, who have sexual relations with people of the same sex, are practicing homosexuality, who sell slaves, are kidnappers, slave traders, who tell lies, who speak falsely, and who do do anything against or all who live contrary to the true teaching of God. So these laws are for lawbreakers, for the unrighteous. Y'all, we're not unrighteous, so we shouldn't be breaking them. The scripture spells it out. If you're in this category, you're seeing yourself or who you are not in God. If you're stealing, if you're lying, if you're fornicating, if you're murdering, if you're doing all of these things, you're putting yourself in a place that you're not supposed to be in as a believer. Because God is about good; He's not about evil. So this is why God put laws in the places for people to recognize evil. This is evil. This is wrong. This is what you should not be doing. He put it in place so we can recognize that this right here is sin. The law is for the unrighteous, not the righteous. Because once we become righteous in Him, we don't need, you know, to be doing these types of things or to say, I'll put it this way, some of us that are saved, some of us are in these categories and we're living just like we're not saved. But we're not lawbreakers. Because everything God created is good. So we want to set an example and not be in these categories because we know who we are now that we're in Christ. Amen? Let's go to the next part. Next part I want to teach on is authority in the home. God set up government. People um, in government to be in authority. He also set up authority in the home. And this right here. Is a problem. As they say, NASA, we have a problem. Because people think that they don't supposed to be upon authority in the home. See, when God set up um, in Genesis, when we talked about that Sunday, and God had his way of doing things, when he created male and female in his own image, y'all know with his characteristics, his likeness of spiritual being, then we look at what God did. He formed that man, right? But remember, that man represented male and female. Male and female was in that one body. That one body. It was a woman and a man in that one body. They were joined. They were already connected. That one body. So when God formed that man, he placed him in the garden. It was one man, right? He put Adam in that garden. He said, I want you to take care of this garden. I want you to keep this garden. That means that God said, I got everything like I wanted. I just want you to guard it and keep it. So man knew what he's supposed to do. So then God looked at man and he said, you know what? You don't need to be alone. Now he gave man that commandment. Even though Eve was in him, he gave man that commandment. But this is what I learned from this. When he created man, man was first placed in that garden. He was by himself, but Eve was there, but he was by himself. So if he placed him in that garden, man was already set up to take care of a home. I want y'all to catch this. What am I saying to you women? Why you want to go get a no-gooder? Why you want to go get a man that ain't set up just because they look good? Just because they feel good? Just because they can buy you when you want them to buy you, but they really ain't got nowhere to lay their head. Hello, somebody. Because when God put Adam in that garden... He said, Adam, I want you to dress it, and I want you to keep it. I want you to watch over it, and I want you to guard it. I got to say this again. Women, why are you going to get men you got to take care of? They're asking you for a handout. I got to say it again because the Holy Spirit won't let this go. Why are you going to get a man that you got to go find a home, and they laying up in the home, and you out working, and they doing not a thing? That ain't God's way. That's not God's way. That's a no-gooder. That's one that's waiting on you to bring it in so they can dish it out. That's one that's driving your vehicle while they're dropping you off at work. And can't even pick you up on time. But they love me. No, they lust you. Love don't act like that. We're going into this deep. Love don't do nobody like that. So Adam, God said, Adam, I don't want you to be alone. So what God said, he said this in Genesis 2, 18. Then the Lord said, it is not good. Y'all check this. For man to be alone. The Holy Spirit, just check me on something. See, somebody took this very scripture and they used it to say, didn't you hear God say that man don't need to be by himself? He's talking about a married man. People use this scripture to say it's okay. God don't want me to be by myself. He want me to have a woman. He want me to fornicate. He said it in his word. He said he didn't want man to be alone. Deception. I will make a helper. Now, this means in the sense of a partner or ally. The word does not um, imply anything else. Listen at this. Who is right for, is suitable for, corresponds with him. So God said, I'm going to make you a helper. I'm going to make someone that's suitable for you. I'm going to make that for you. This is what God is saying. See, our problem is we want to go out and get who we think is suitable for us. Who we think that can fill those voids in our heart. The only one that can fill that is God. Because see, Adam had a relationship, y'all, with God. So God talked with Adam. God told Adam, this is what I'm going to do for you, Adam. I'm going to give you a helpmate. Because you don't need to be by yourself. He said, I'm going to give you somebody to walk alongside of you to help you with what I have put you in charge of. That's what he said. He said, what I have put you in charge of to keep and to guard, I'm going to give, I am giving you somebody to help you with that. Now, what God is saying to Adam is, she's going to help you, but that don't mean you dominate her. That don't mean you walk the dog on her. She's walking alongside of you to help you. Not for you to say, I'm head and you know what in charge. I'm priest of this home. Cut that mess out. Priests of the home, they bring in the meat. Priests of the... Oh, I'm getting deep now because I tell you. There's some toe-up stuff out here. Genesis two twenty one through 24. Let me read the rest. So the Lord caused the man to sleep very deeply. A deep sleep to fall on the man, Adam. And while he was asleep, God removed one of the man's ribs or sides then from his side and closed up the man's skin at the place where he took the rib. The Lord used the rib from the man to make Bill construct a woman. And then he brought the woman to man. And the man said, now, y'all listen at this. I love this. Now this is someone whose bones came from my bones whose body came from my body at last. This is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. I will call her woman because she was taken out of man. So a man will leave his father and mother and the sense of a new primary law loyalty and be united with his wife. And the two will become one body, one flesh. Check this out. Y'all Adam was one body, right? But he had Eve in that one body. See, we're going to connect these scriptures. But God said, Adam, it's not good for you to be alone, so I'm going to give you a helpmate. Everything that I have put in your hands, I'm going to put the same thing in her hands. Y'all going to work together as one. It's a one thing, y'all. See, we got these relationships tore up. We say this is my bank account, this is their bank account. No, this is our bank account. Give me the number. I'm gonna give you my number it's okay to set up separate bank accounts but it belong to both of us your wallet is my wallet your pocketbook is my pocketbook your he money is my money your she money is my money everything that belong to you belongs to me because we are one it ain't no more separate this ain't no more separate that we are one when I'm out of dough then guess what I'm getting your dough when you out of dough you can have some of my dough. It ain't no wife sitting around here borrowing from Peter to pay Paul and the husband hiding, he money, and she hiding, she money. Come on, if we're going to talk about authority, let's talk about it. I had this before I had you. Uh-uh, you wasn't doing right. No, it don't work like that. You start out right, you end up right. We need to quit hiding stuff. Mm-hmm. So, God orchestrated this this way. Eve had the same authority that Adam had. Men quit saying, I'm head in this house. Oh yeah, you're head in the house. Let me tell you why God made your head. It's right in the Bible. Let me tell you why man had to be head. Before I go there though, I want to back it up with Ephesians 5.22. Y'all remember what I was saying about Adam and how God created him. He took Eve from Adam. They became one again, right? Because he was they were already one in one body. But then when she got taken from man, God said, don't forget where she was taken from. Y'all get it? He said, this is bone of my bones. This is how he had to see his wife. Men, this is how you have to see your wife. You bone of my bone. You flesh of my flesh. I'm leaving my mother and my father and I'm cleaving to you. I have a connection now with you. It ain't no more mama and daddy. It's me and you, baby. We won. That's how it's supposed to be. Mama and daddy ain't got no right coming in your house and telling your wife what to do. Excuse me. You got a home. Go to it. You're not going to disgrace my wife in front of me because she belonged to me. You're not going to disgrace my husband in front of me because that's my husband. He belongs to me. Now, you got a house, no disrespect, but you can't come up in my house and do that. Some of us sit there and let the mother-in-law curse out your husband. Let the father-in-law tell the husband where he need to go. Weaklings, that's what that is. But then you say, baby, you know, I love you, but you know how that is. No, 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 no. I'm your husband. You do not put your mom and dad before your husband. Husbands, you do not put mom and dad before your wife. You don't do it. That's not scripture. Scripture. You are out of what God created, the way God intended for it to be. Ephesians 5, and 23, listen at this. Wives, be subject, be submissive, and adapt yourselves to your own husband as a service to the Lord. Do you know why a wife is submissive unto that husband? As that husband is in the Lord. See, that husband is the head of that wife. But it has to be unto the Lord. That husband has no right of telling that woman to do something out against the word of God. The husband and wife, they work together in the home. They don't work against each other in the home and say, this is my place and you're going to honor the place I'm in. No, we walk together or we don't agree. Because God created us that way. He created you to be the head of this house because you have strength that I don't have. Because he created a man in a different structure than he created a woman. He created my husband that I don't have to lift a couch. If he got me lifting a couch, he ain't no man. And I ain't going to do it. Baby, go lift that couch. Excuse me. I didn't hear right. Baby, you need to get over there and you need to lift that couch. No, baby. That's your job, dear. So if the couch don't get lifted, it's because you didn't lift it. And you know what? Some people would say, oh, she's a jazz. And no, I'm just telling you what the words say. And I ain't lifting no couch for my back to hurt and you laying over there like nothing ain't wrong. Wait on me. Wait on it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, men, let me tell you something. You be in the head. I got to go to that scripture. Thanks, Jesus. Let me go to it. 1 Peter 3, 7. Let's read it. Somebody said read it. In the same way, you husbands should live with your wives in an understanding, considerate way, since they are weaker than you, the weaker sex, a less empowered one, the weaker vessel. Women are typically weaker, physically weaker. weaker. So that's what that's what the man is the head in the house, because a woman is weaker than the man, but they're walking together. They have the same authority. God gave him the same dominion. But God made man head. What it looked like for a husband and wife to stay together and every time y'all come to the house, the woman is mowing the yard, the woman is lifting furniture, and the man is always washing dishes. <laughs> Who looks like the head? The woman is changing all, the woman is cleaning the cars, and the man is sitting in there dusting. Who's the head? <laughs> Who look like the weaker vessel? Who look like the man is gay?
1: <laughs>
0: you come to the house, the man is in the apron, the woman is in the overalls. Well, you know, my husband, he just, he just seen able. his mama rap. Why are you married? That's why. The man's supposed to be the head of that household. And I'm going to tell you again why. We're going to get to it. Ain't this good, y'all? It said, because God's give them this. Oh, I love this part. It says, because God gives them the same blessing he gives you. Did y'all hear this? They are co-heirs of the grace that gives true life or God's gift of life, the grace of life. Do this so that nothing will stop and hinder your prayers. The woman and the man have the same blessing. They have the same grace. Y'all ever heard that? Why do men make women think I'm better than you? I'm the head of this house. You do as I say. That's a person that's full of pride and don't know what the word of God is saying. We're here to work together. I'm here to walk alongside of you. You're here to help me. I'm here to help you. Some things I can't do that you can do. Some things you can't do that I can do. But we're here to help us of one another. That's why the Bible lets us know when you get married, it says that in um, sickness and in health and what? For better or for worse, in sickness and in health and what else is it? You sure that's what it say? Because when somebody get poor, they get the scat. When somebody gets sick, they throw them in the nursing home. See, this is why you better know who you with. Because if we're going to do what the Word of God tells us to do, we don't want to pick up anybody because they're saying what you want to hear. Some women, I'm going to be honest, they want to dominate. They want a man to look up to them like they all this in a bag of chips. You know why? Because they done live by themselves so long. They done got... Um, <laughs> They self set up so long, ain't no man coming in my house moving not one can good. Ain't you put that towel back like I had? I pay these bills up in here. I allow you to come up. here. You ain't had no house. Dance down the aisle of the end. dance down that aisle, girl. I don't know who you think you is. Naked, you come in here. Naked, you leave. Tired of that monkey business. <laughs> Is that a Thea Lofton or what? <laughs> what was in your bank account? Nothing. <laughs> What's she married for? Cause she still want to dominate. Some women want to dominate. Some women want to be Jezebels to say, before I met you, you were nothing and you're still nothing. And without me, you still ain't nothing. If you go back to your mama, you'll still be nothing and I'll still make it. That's some of you women attitudes. And the man is just like a whimpering puppy. Baby, baby, don't do me like that, baby. Don't do me like that. You know I ain't got nowhere to go. Everybody in my family dead. Well, you better act like they did. You better know who handled this house. Okay, baby, okay, baby. And then get up in church. Bless the Lord. God has been so good to me. I take care of my business in my home. You better take care of your business. And your wife rolling her eyes. (laughs) So we see. It is not about. A man trying to be a dictator. This is us coming together as one, making a decision together. Men, this don't mean that you go out and you buy a car and pull up in the yard with the car and say, baby, look what I got you. Well, baby, um, last time I checked, we can't afford another car. I'm the man in this house. I tell you what we can get and what we can't get. Okay, baby. Well, when that bill comes, let's see how you pay it. But what they do is affect you, because it's going to affect that whole house. as my granddaughter said, make no sense. When we know what the word tells us to do, y'all, we won't go through all of this. So in Ephesians 5:22 and 23, it said, Wives, be subject, be submissive, and adapt yourselves to your own husband as a service to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church himself, the Savior of his body. As the church is subject to Christ, so let wives also be subject in everything to, to their husband. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. A husband is supposed to be a protector. A husband's supposed to be a provider. Women, if you have married a man that can't prov- uh, provide for you, that cannot protect you, that cannot love you the way Christ loved the church, what are you doing with that man? And you saved, and you were saved before you got him. If they can't provide a place for you to lay your head, why are you in a rush to get into bed? That was a little one place to lay your head. Why are you in a rush to get into bed? Ooh, Holy Ghost. Why? Why? Because flesh is stirred up. You want to make sure that they got it together. I remember when me and my husband, when we decided we were going to get married, I never forget this. And I told y'all this before. It was funny. I always was independent When I stayed with my daddy, I had my little furniture account, had myself set up, had my cars. By then, I had about four or five cars Could go get another car, was set up, was established. So if I had to move, I knew what I could do. The thing was, what would he do, right? So I can't move with him if we ain't on one accord, right? So this is what we did together. Before we even got married, we looked at what we could do together. I was already established in one area. He was established in, in another area. So this is what we decided on. We're going to find us a house to rent. We're going to make sure we can pay our bills before we come together. He had bills. I had bills. But once we come together, it's our bills. So we want to make sure he wasn't overloaded and I wasn't overloaded because we wouldn't make it with trying to pay rent. So when we found the, the home that we was going to stay in, and this is the thing, y'all, it was so funny. When we got that home, and we got established in that home, and, you know, being that I had the furniture account, my husband had another account, we come together, and my husband said um, we was debating on having a, a wedding. So we, I looked at my husband, and uh, I said, wait a minute. I know what you got over here in this bank. Do you think... I'm going to take this money in this bank and feed all these people who can care less about me and you coming together and sleep on the floor just to look beautiful going down an aisle and have nowhere to lay my head. No. So I say, I'd rather take that money and furnish a house somewhere for us to lay our head and we'll go to the justice of the peace because nobody ain't going to sit here and eat all this food and then talk about me afterwards. And that's what people do. I was not after the looks. To see what people was going to say because I'm in a pretty white gown. The songs are playing. Everybody look good. Then when everybody go home to a home, we ain't got nothing to lay on. <laughs> Foolishness. Tell it right people don't care. So we did what was wise. Whole home furnished. And we lived happily ever after. Why? Because we're doing things the right way. Then we had budgets. Bless his heart. Bless his heart. He had his money that we budgeted every two weeks. I had mine. It was equal, wasn't it, honey? For some reason, his money didn't make it every two weeks. He was hungry. I took lunch. He took lunch. But for some reason, he was short. So I, y'all I'm gonna be honest. You know how much he had the last two weeks? Thirty dollars. Gas tank full. I had thirty dollars. The gas tank full. I cooked every night. We took lunch, but for some reason, his thirty dollars gone. So I had to share mine with him. That's how marriage should work. Somebody help me. Even though he messed up, you know, he may bought some a lot of oatmeal cookies and sun drops and got the shakes throughout the day. He go there and see the oatmeal cooking in the potato chips and he eat it up. Next thing he know, he ain't got no more money. You got to have somebody in the family that use wisdom at all times and know that man loves sweets. Okay? But we made it. Because we did it together. He took care of everything that needed to be done on the outside. I took care of everything that needed to be done on the inside. When I finished on the inside, we washed cars together. I helped him wash cars to make money, to get what we needed when we was lacking. We worked together. It was no more, you're going to wash them cars and you're going to bring me some more money because I need this. And I, it wasn't no more of that. He knew what I had. I knew what he had. Point blank. If money got missing out of that bank let's talk because you're supposed to discuss this is what we're doing with this money this is what we have left so you let each other know so the wife won't go in there and go to belt bearers and dealers and all these other places doing some stuff they had no business doing and act like I don't know what happened to that money and got shoes in the trunk (laughs) hiding merchandise Baby, when you, you, know I had this. See, that's just how much you pay up Now you don't turn out to be a liar. Hello, somebody. Won't we do it? This should be a marriage session. In fact, Ephesians 5, 22 and 23. Now it says in verse 27. That he may present the church to himself glorious splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such things that she might be holy and faultless. Even so, husbands should love their wives as being in a sense their own bodies. Men, you should love your wives the way you love your own body. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because Eve come from Adam's body. She come from Adam. So by Eve coming from Adam, he said, you're bone of my bone and you're flesh of my flesh. So it goes on to say, he who loves his own life loves himself for no man even hated his own flesh, but nourish and carefully protects and cherish it as Christ does the church because we are members parts of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and should be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Y'all are still talking about one flesh. We're one. This mystery is very great, but I speak concerning the relations of Christ and the church. However, let each man of you without exception love his wife as being in a sense his very own self and let the wife see that she respects and reverence her husband that she... No- Listen at this, women. This is what it says. I had to do this version, amplify, because it says that she noticed him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, and esteems him, and that she defers to him, praises him, and loves and admires him exceedingly. Hello, somebody. This is what we're supposed to do when it comes to that man, but guess why a woman does this when it comes to the man? Because that man first is honoring God. As he honored God, and he know what Christ did for the church, how he protected the church, how he loves the church, how he um, nourished the church, how he um, supplies for the church how Christ done all these things for the church. This is how the husband's supposed to treat the wife. When you have a husband treating you that way, you're going to praise your husband. You're going to honor your husband. You're going to esteem your husband. You're going to tell him, Honey, you do such a great job. You prefer your husband over any man because he's your husband. Hello? But when you have a (laughs) no-gooder... That don't love you the way Christ loved the church. That only think about himself. When a husband loves a woman, he don't let nobody come up on his wife and talk to them any kind of way. He don't let nobody come in the house, children or nobody, and curse out the wife and don't say nothing. You don't love her like Christ loved the church. When your wife is doing something that's affecting her health, you stand up and say, you can't come here today. Because you're treating your wife the way Christ. You don't ask your wife to do something that you can't do to put more on her because you can't do it. And she got to work double time to pay off your mess. You don't love her the way Christ loved the church because Christ don't do that. Christ is not selfish. You don't tell your wife to do something in the bedroom that's outside of what's supposed to be done because you watch pornography and if they don't do it, they don't love you. Mm-hmm. And women, if they're going outside of the good book, and they say they save you don't go outside of this word if my husband tell me to forsake fellowship cause he ain't going bye see ya that ain't what I believe <laughs> if my husband tell me you ain't sowing into that ministry my bible say give hello somebody well, where are you getting the money from? I ain't giving it to you. Well, guess what, baby? You give me money every week. That's mine. Y'all better open your eyes to this word. Because whatever the word say, you supposed to do it. Well, to keep peace in my house, Pastor, I just listen to my husband. Where you read that at if it ain't lining up with truth? You don't submit to something that ain't lining up. Because if he ain't lining up to love you the way Christ loved the church, if he ain't protecting you, you on E and he telling you to find yourself a way to work and he's saved. He taking for you to look good and there you are with holes in your pants. He telling you he need a phone and you don't need one. I'm the man in the home. They need to be calling me, not you. It's out of order. See, we're still talking about authority. We're still talking about how God set up things. And if the husband and wife don't have it together next week, we're going to go into why your children don't have it together because they only mocking what you're doing. Y'all, it's so much in the word. I'm telling when I was reading, and I said, oh, geez, let me check myself. Lord, am I esteeming him? Do I praise him? Do I admire him? Do I honor him? Do I, honey? Huh? She's smiling. <laughs> Do I prefer him above all men, honey? Look, he's so happy. <laughs> It got so bad with that man, God had to sit me down and say he ain't no God at all. He had to get order in the home. Y'all, something wrong with the church. We got Jezebels in the home. We got Ahabs in the home. A man rather have peace. But actually, if you want really that peace, get on top of the roof of your house. The Bible tell you you can. Get on top of the roof. He wants it. If they, if Denise looking for Willie. Willie! Where you at, Willie? Thank you, Lord, for taking me to this high mountain. <laughs> Willie, if you don't get off that roof, don't make me come up there. Willie laughing because he said, She ain't coming over here. <laughs> Let her do all that talking. She'll be asleep out the while. <laughs> then i come down. <laughs> Willie! You'll come in this house, won't be no peace. <laughs> I can pick on them two like that. They ain't gonna get offended. But this is what's happening, y'all. Church. Peoples of God. We are out of order. We trying to find love in the wrong places. If I told some of you men to empty your pockets, they won't see nothing but Lent. If I told y'all to turn out your pockets tonight, you see, Lint. Oh, some of you have a few little Willie. <laughs> and Willie up the head. Denise holding it all. The keys, the phone, ain't nothing in Willie pockets. Not but his hands. <laughs> this niece knows she got a good man. That's why she aggravate him like she do. (laughs) Because she knows she got a good man, but they got that understanding. See what I'm saying? Y'all better know what you got before you get them. Know what you got. Know the order, the way God intended for things to be. Women, if you know the way God intended for it to be, you can use this Bible to see what you really got. Don't be in a rush to marry in and everybody get yourself in the place. You need to be men. Let me say something to you. If you got a woman telling you right now, what you are going to do and how it's going to be before you even get married, why you put a ring on it? If you got a woman telling you this is what it's going to be in our house, you got a Jesse. Somebody mad right now. If you got a woman telling you right now, you better be home when I call. If you got a woman saying, why you ain't answer the phone when I call you? Or if you got a woman who's more madder than they are than anything else, why? (laughs) If you got a woman that just get attitudes for no reason. But you saying, that's my wife. Why? It need to be some work there. God got to do a work on that woman. Just like he got to do a work on you. That's why it takes counseling. So you can deal with these issues. So they can be pulled out of you before you get into that home and it gets worse. And they got to call the cops because she done called the cops and say, you done hit her. And she hit herself. And you locked up. Wait on your mate. Wait on your ministry. If we're going to do it right, let's do it God's way and quit getting in a rush. Because whatever man has on him before you marry him, he's going to bring it over to you. I want y'all to understand this. Whatever debt he has, that's yours. How many children he have? It's 10. They're your children. Wait a minute. Let me say this. Make this plain. They got 10, 15 children. They're your children. They're coming in your house. You're getting all them attitudes from all them different women. You got Gonda attitude. You got Jezebel attitude. You got Buddha's attitude. You got Muhammad. All them different attitudes. Because if she been with different men, hold up, y'all. You're going to have all them attitudes in your house. Okay? So whatever, whomever you marry, whatever they got is coming over to you. And don't say, it's all right. I can handle it. Okay. And when they don't like you, they're gonna go to that mama, or that daddy, and say, Why are you married and bone? They treat me like you. They don't love me, daddy, they don't love me, mama. No, they telling you behind what's right and you don't like it, cause daddy and that mama never done it, so they telling you you gonna wash them dishes. Daddy ain't never made me wash no dishes. You gonna wash them dishes. And then the husband. Go on your own. Just go on your own. Wipe your eyes, baby. Go on your own. Then they look at the wife. You don't talk to my kids like that. They don't have to wash no dishes in this house. That's why I married you. But they in church on the deacon board. Who in the world put them on the deacon board? Just go tell daddy or tell mama. You ain't my mama. You don't tell me what to do. You ain't my daddy. You don't tell me what to do. Who you think you are? Daddy just married you because you had some money, huh? Oh, Holy Ghost. Kids will tell all. You better watch what you're getting into because whatever they have, It's going to roll over to you. Women, I want to say this. Quit saying to me, my children. You don't know what the word says. You are their mother. Quit saying they don't belong to me. You're part of him. And if you're a part of him, they're part of him, so they're part of you. We didn't have them youngins together, so they don't belong to me. What sense did that make? Go back in the Bible. Did not um, Abraham have different kids from different women, but all of them mingled together? Hello? So why women do you think a man's children are not yours if you married that man? Can anybody explain that one to me? Somebody help me with that. Somebody, please. Why nobody not saying nothing? And that child's supposed to show respect to the woman that man married. And if that child do not show disrespect, that child get checked right in front of that wife and say, wait a minute. A child stays in his place. This is my wife. This is your mother because I'm married to her. She may be your stepmother, but she's still a part of you. And you will respect her in this house. You're supposed to honor your mother and father. We're going to do that next week. But you know why kids are like they are and fussing out these step parents and the real parents? It's because the house is tore up. The mother and father is tore up. They'd rather have their kids honoring them. <laughs> they want the love from the kids, so they'll put down the husband. Talk about the husband in front of the kids. You no good rascal. Shouldn't have married you. My mama told me not to marry you. All your family lazy. And the child sitting there. Mama, you talking? Yeah, I'm talking about the no good rascal. No good, stupid, dumb, don't know how to do nothing. This is happening in homes. The only reason why you got lights is because you're your mama. They showing it sure because your daddy paid them. He can't even help. You got all these kids out here. Child support. I got all this out here. Wait a minute. Didn't you marry this man? This is what I'm talking about, y'all. Things are out of order. We're going to talk about it some more. Because Christians should know better. Christians should know better. And we should do it according to the word of God. Y'all not according to how we feel or our flesh. We want to make sure that we're lining up in the home the way God created it to be. The husband is the head because Christ is over that head. The husband is the head because the woman is the weaker vessel. So he's in that home to be that protector, that provider. And both of them bring companionship together. Jennifer, pray for Jennifer now. That's another thea They'll shoot them first and talk later. When you by yourself and God really put somebody in your life, he has to prepare you. If y'all wondering why some people are still single, God said, I'm still preparing you for what I have for you. He said, I have to prepare you because you've been by yourself too long. So I have to bring a man that can understand you and you can understand him. If not, he's gone. That's Thea Lofton back there. She's ready to kill him now. Don't even have him, but she's ready to kill him dead. So I'm telling y'all, we're going to really get into this because we as the body of Christ should know how things should be. And if you know how things should be, you wouldn't grab any and everything just so you can get in the bedroom. Or you wouldn't grab it just because you say, I'm tired of being alone. You want to make sure that your marriage is the way God want it to be. So it's the husband, it's the wife, and then it's the children, y'all. You do not put your children before your husband. You do not put your children before your wife. That's out of order. That's not the way that God intended for it to be. And some people are doing that because children have been so hurt, they feel like, well, the wife can take it better than the children. Out of order. That's your wife. Wife, that's your husband. If they're wrong, they are wrong. And one thing I can say me and my husband do, if we have a little spat or whatever you want to call it, we don't do it in front of our kids. We'll shut the door, talk peacefully amongst one another. That's what we'll do. Why? Because this is our business. We're not making it their business. They're too young for all of that. So you don't supposed to be fussing in in, in front of your children because that grow up in them. That's provoking children to wrath. We're going to get there. That's provoking kids to kill their mother or kill their father because they're seeing things that's going on. God always set me up and I know we're going to close. I was watching last night. Y'all ever watch the heat of the night? You can't find too much on TV so I went back to those little episodes and one come on last night and this man went to work the woman kissed her husband sent the kids to school and everything and husband left car pull up They go her lover coming into their house and she said why didn't you wait a while he just left he could have forgot something I couldn't wait baby they're in the bedroom their bedroom husband go to work he forget the reports husband show up at home he look. he see the car Part there he said I told them what was gonna happen if this happened again he got his gun and shot both of them dead in the bedroom these things are happening because people think this is who you want to be with and you find out that ain't the right one and people die from this foolishness it's time to wait it's time to seek God if you showing signs now of rebellion, disobedience, stubbornness, Jezebel, Ahab, lazy man, lazy woman. Why are you getting married? want to get married so quick. Let's do it God's way. Amen? Do anyone have anything they want to say on the part that was taught before we do our offering and dismiss? Anyone?
1: part is talking about um, how um, we talk to our parents and things like that and a lot of times because of the way our parents what we our parents say i was in i think walmart the other day and i heard this lady behind me talking the phone but i didn't really pay any attention i guess she's talking to her child all of oh, a sudden so she said let me speak to you stupid daddy like, right. <laughs> man right out loud too i said man what they think of their daddy then you know when she come you know stupid like that it caught me off guard. I had to look into who it was with him, you know.
0: Now, since my husband is up there, I'm gonna tell y'all how. When I said a husband is supposed to be the protector of his home and protect his home, after I had Jeremy, he went into an auto store. Remember that incident? Can you tell him that, and then the deacons can come yeah, up Yeah, I
1: went into a um, part store. I think I had an account there or something. And um, I took four weeks off when she had Jeremy turn to leave. And I went in the store one day to catch up my beer because I had been home with her she had c C-section. And the man that owned the store was questioning why I hadn't been in. I told him my wife had a baby, and I'd been in the house. I hadn't been in the house for nothing. He said, I don't care nothing about your wife, what she had. And boy, they had to call me down that next and jump on that old man whip his butt. <laughs> I went off on him. I wasn't saved either. <laughs> so he heard a few things.
0: <laughs> but what I was saying is, what I'm saying is, that's what a man does. You shouldn't let nobody, men, talk about your wife.
1: We in the restaurant one time, we was dating, too.
0: Oh, yeah, you don't want to tell all that. <laughs> he trying to tell everything. We'll have a continuous next week. <laughs> but any man who lets somebody come in their house and curse out their wife, and they're sitting there and not saying nothing, something's wrong. Or any woman that allows somebody to come in the house and not standing by her husband is wrong. I'll say it like this. I may fuss him out, but you ain't. I may let him have it, but you ain't. But guess why people think they can, because they see you do it. Anyone else before the deacons come up? You have something to say, young man. You married back there. <laughs> he might have him a little wife at an early age. Tell all us how to do it. Come on up, deacons. Anybody have anything to say on this subject? Okay, we good. I guess y'all say a